Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have a really fun show today. I love the topics that are inspired by our listeners, and today's topic is something actually when we announced it yesterday, we received like 10 other emails saying that they're looking forward to the topic. And here's the topic, how to go from being a part-time real estate agent, or I'm sorry, a part-time uh, you know, real estate person or somebody even wants to be in real estate to being full-time. That is a very common, normal question that we get all the time. And I believe that we're the only ones that will tell folks that it's okay to be part-time in real estate because it is okay to be part-time in real estate. We're going to address that on today's show. But what we're going to do is we're going to give you um, a step-by-step process on how you can determine whether or not you are ready to be full-time in real estate. And as always, we're going to give you the information as direct and fluffy as we possibly can. Julie and I are not uh, going to make you believe that you know, basically being self-employed is some sort of, you know, romantic panacea of pleasure because it's oftentimes it's not. And those of you who've been working for yourselves and whatever, you know, we have a lot of non-real estate folks that listen to us. Any business owners will agree that, you know, it's maybe pleasurable in its truest sense if you're lucky 10% of the time, but normally only like 3 to 5% of the time. So anyway, on today's podcast, probably tomorrow's as well, we're going to clear the air on what it really truly means to be successful at a high level for a long period of time. Um, working for yourself, because that's truly what, um, you know, going from, say, uh, somebody who's wanting to be in a in the, a real estate full-time, uh, you know, moving from their full-time job to a full-time uh, real estate person, that's very similar to a lot of others who are listening to us right now, who are working at their jobs and maybe want to be full-time at whatever their side business is, or as the kids say nowadays, whatever their side hustle is. So we're going to be talking about that today. Julie, if I'd like, we have some great Facebook comments recently. Um, and uh, I believe you also found the email that inspired this. We read this yesterday, but I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with listeners again so we can start the show correctly. Yeah. You got it. All right. So this is one of many, but I think this is very representative from Mark uh, Schlechty, I believe is correct, who wrote, Dear Tim and Julie, hello, my name is Mark. I'm in my mid-50s and got my real estate license in May of 2007. Since being licensed, I have not worked in real estate in a full-time capacity and currently do not practice real estate at all. I'm retired from the military and receive a small disability retirement check monthly. I work full-time in the cellular industry and want to leave this field for a full-time career in real estate. With my retirement pay and my take-home pay from my full-time cellular job, I make just enough money to pay my mortgage, car, insurances, and all other basic bills for the month. There is not much, if any, uh, income left over at the end of the month. I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time now, and something that Tim says quite often keeps popping up in my head every time I'm at my retail cellular job. Quote, you only live once, and you're dead for a real long time. I am not living up to my potential and would love to receive your guidance or roadmap as to transitioning from the cellular full-time to real estate full-time. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to your reply from Mark Schlechty. Back to you. Right. So, Julie, we have got some great notes. You and I worked on this yesterday, and we're just going to dive right in. Ooh, Julie, you did a really great job clearing up these, cleaning Thank up you. these notes. I haven't looked at this until now. 
Nice work. Um, so we also, Julie, I think we had some great comments on Facebook as well from folks that are kicking some serious ass in fourth quarter. You want to pop over to Facebook and so we acknowledge the uh, folks yes. that are succeeding at a high yeah. level. And guys, remember, remember, I'm a couple as Julie's going over there, I'm going to remind you guys that this week is going to be a change of the month. Uh, duh, right? But here's why it matters. Uh, if you're listening to us for the first time ever, as some of you are, you know, this is the most listened to daily podcast for real estate folks that there is in the industry, and I know we pick up new listeners all the time. And here's what really matters is that this week is the, a change of the month going from the – and always the uh, most number of expireds happen on the last day of the – you know. Uh, of this month and the first day of the following month, and usually that can be expanded. But this time of year, it is the perfect time of year to go after expired listings. In the spring, what happens is all the agents who want to get their two or three or four transactions done, they will hammer expireds and for sale by owners uh, just trying to basically pick up a few easy deals. And that means that the sellers get a lot of very inexperienced really low quality prospecting calls from agents and it pisses them off. And when you're trying to compete for those listings then, if you're not being if you're not the first person to call, by the time you call after some of these hackish agents have called, the sellers are just pissed off. So this time of year they're not calling. This time of year you might be the only person calling, so you must call. That's really should be rule number one that all of you guys have. Those of you who have helped to make our book, Harris Rules, the number one international bestseller that it is, and who are participating in the free mastermind for everyone who bought the book, who also left us a, ideally, it's up to you though, five-star review for the book on Amazon. We are providing uh, for the rest of uh, this year a mastermind that happens every Friday. And so if you've not yet uh, purchased the book, please go do so. Leave your review and then email help at timandjulieharris.com and they'll give you the mastermind. Uh, login information, but here's what the Mastermind's theme is. It's called TFW 1010. So it's very simple. Total effing war on complacency. Total effing war, this is TFW, on being lazy this time of year. Total effing war on the usual bad habit of waiting uh, until next year to get off your ass and get back to work. That's what TFW stands for, and we've defined it for you. Ten new listings or lose 10 pounds and you adjust accordingly. If you don't need to lose 10 pounds, that's fine. Maybe some of you need to lose more. Maybe some of you want to gain 10 pounds. Maybe, you know, in your marketplace, you need to have, you know, 15 new listings or you need to have five new listings. It doesn't matter, adjust accordingly, and that's what it's all about. And based on the feedback Julie's about to read you, there's a lot of people that are having their best fourth quarters ever. When you guys kick ass in fourth quarter now, you're going to have a phenomenal start to the new year. And when you have a great first quarter, the probability of you not having an incredible year is about zero. So drill down, do not lose momentum. This is the time of year if you don't if you're winding down the year and you don't have momentum, if you don't have lots of leads and lots of energy and enthusiasm, you need to start building it now. Don't build it or think you're going to build it effectively in the new year because what happens is in January, oh, it's still winter, it's slow. You know, people don't want to do shit till the spring. Okay, then it's the spring, and guess what? All the part-time Yahoos come out again, and they're going to then, you know, those who aren't the part-time agents who are not getting training, who are just basically going in there and, you know, hunting and pecking and, you know, clouding up the market, they're going to make it so that it's 10 times harder for you to get any business. So listen to what your coach, or in some cases future coach, is telling you. Drill down now. Don't let fourth quarter get by you. Julie, so you got some Facebook comments? Yes, a couple of great ones here from a newer member to our Premier Coaching 
platform here. Christina Salcido writes, Hi everyone, happy to be part of this awesome network. My husband and I are realtors with Remax Elite in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and began in May 2017. We're set to close remember, began in May of this year, set to close 14 deals in our first seven months and are excited to see what Tim and Julie Harris can teach us to double or triple our business in the next 12 months. Love to network, so anybody in the Albuquerque area, let us know. And they've already got a lot of great responses from uh, San Antonio and uh, Roswell and, you know, areas where they can share some referrals together. So that's all good. We've got quite a few people getting their pre-listing packages done and polished, and I always harass them that that's awesome, looks fantastic. Now go get them out there and use them, i.e., expireds for sale by owners, etc. To your reminder about expired Palooza with the changing of the month. And then I've been giving Stephen Young a little bit of a hard time about. Uh, he's got a good mindset. He's in the mastermind. He did the 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 calendar exercise where you put dollar signs on the days of the month you're working to remind you that work means you're supposed to be dollar productive and X is on the days you're taking off. And he said that uh, for the rest of the month, he's got 22 days for the rest of the year. That could be 220 contacts by the end of the year. How many uh, contacts he was asking other members how many they plan on making? And I said, you know, contacts are awesome, but let's con concentrate also on well-qualified appointments. And he said, well, I have to make contacts to make appointments. This is true. But we know there's a different mindset between just making contacts. A lot of people say, well, I made 20 contacts today. I did my job. Well, how many appointments did you set? When you think about appointments, you're going to be more aggressive, you're going to pre-qualify harder, and you're going to close harder. So lots of back and forth discussion on that. And let's see, you posted a reminder about getting their treasure map done, and that's at the top of the Facebook page. So that's your business plan. Get it done. You made it really easy for them to download it. No excuses. Back to you. Well, so res, real estate treasure map, right? So everyone can have that, not just our members. We've been—it's uh, a book on Amazon. If you want to go buy it, go for it. But we'll give it to you for free. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And Julie, we are getting a, literally thousands of agents that are gravitating towards the free coaching call because they're realizing the new year's literally a month away, and they're trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do to either improve upon what they did this year, you know, or in some cases make it so they actually have some level of success in the new year. So that's what the free coaching call option is all about for you guys. And just by requesting and scheduling your free coaching call, we give you, uh, what is it, five free books. One of which is Real Estate Treasure Map, which is your fill-in-the-blank 2018 business plan. Um, and there's uh, lead generation, building your lead generation spokes and all the rest of it. But the other book that people adore is the Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. This is Napoleon Hill's original book as written back in the 20s. And Julie actually updated it with all sorts of content that's relevant to real estate, all sorts of stories and parables that you guys will really love. So you get all those for free by just requesting a free coaching call, which is also free. <laughs> and you get to talk with one of our new member coaches, and they'll get you started on your lead generation wheel. So just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So Julie, let's just jump right in. So how to transition from part-time dabbler to full-time rock star. Point number one, Julie. All right, and so you can kind of look at this in the light of our Harris Rules book. We put this into the format of follow these rules. So rule number one or point number one, timing. Now, if you're on your own, you have no spouse, no kids, no dependents, then take the risk when you want. You're responsible only for yourself. Otherwise, you must follow the rest of our list very closely. So those of you on your own, no other responsibilities. You have more freedom than what we're going to talk about next. So point number two. Okay, but Julie, 
But Julie, you blew that. You you went through that really quick. So we need to be very careful about that, right? Sure. Well, all we're asking you to do is not think that you have an entitlement to somehow go out and risk your fa- your family's financial future and your wife or your husband's and your kids' sense of financial security because you want to go out and be an entrepreneur. You don't get that right when you've already taken on the responsibilities of a family. And I'm speaking to men. I'm speaking to women. It doesn't really matter. So if you've got familial obligations, those familial obligations, in our opinions, must take precedent and take priority in your life more than your desire to go out and basically start your own business. Because for the most part, the number one motivator for you guys to start your own business is not a business decision. It's a personal expression decision. And we're going to drill down on that on today's podcast and tomorrow's podcast too probably. So I'm going to say that again. Most of you are not motivated by business uh, motivators to start your own business. You're more motivated by the fact you don't have a boss. You're more motivated because you want to be creative, because you've always felt like maybe you've held yourself back. All these things are good, but they're not reasons to start a business. So I'm going to give you guys a free book to read. Not a free, but a book to read. It's not our book. It's called Profits Aren't Everything. They're the only thing. So profits aren't everything. They're the only thing, and you can get it on Amazon. It is an eye-opener for those of you who have basically been brainwashed with a lot of the feel-good BS about starting your own business. Follow your passion, and the money will follow. Those types of moronic sayings that have become mainstream in the small business you know, entrepreneurial community, when you guys start to wear business glasses opposed to these rose-colored glasses and you start thing, seeing a business for what it truly is, which should be your ATM machine for your family and for your life and for your generations to come, when you start seeing it for what it truly is, then you start making different decisions. So Julie's first point was really critical. When you have other uh, responsibilities in your family's you know, well-being, has to be put first. Now, that is a values thing that Julie and I are throwing upon you, but that is a values thing that in the long run is going to make it so that not only will you be happier, but you'll help be healthier, and also statistically you'll be wealthier as well. So, Julie, roll into point number two. Yeah, that's it. So point number two, insurance. If you have a job or your spouse does that has great insurance and benefits, consider putting yourself on their insurance or using your own and greatly reducing your hours and other requirements to that job so that you can keep those benefits. We've had lots and lots of coaching clients over the years that have, I think probably their favorite is FedEx to work for. We've had lots of FedEx uh, people. We've had quite a few uh, flight attendants, part-time pilots even. There's lots of different versions of this. So I guess part of this insurance point is it doesn't have to be all or nothing. There may be a way for you to run down your commitment and still comply with you know, the company requirements, but get your benefits, especially insurance, because insurance will, for almost all of you, be more expensive on your own than under a company or under your spouse's coverage. Does that make sense, Tim? I always so, get tangled up in insurance so just conversations. The first two points you guys can see go hand in hand, and we're going to start getting the more meat and potatoes of how to transition in a second. But we're very trying to keep you guys in tune to uh, living up to the obligations that you already have. And that was point number two with regards to insurance, too. But I will say, and Julie mentioned this as well, if you are a you know lone ranger and you don't have familial obligations, you're a millennial who's listening to us, and you know you don't have mouths to feed other than your own, take as much risk as you want. And then you don't necessarily even need to worry about point number two either with regards to insurance. 
insurance because there's ways to, you know, it, there's ways to make that work from your advantage too. So all we're asking you to do before you take before you go from somebody who's probably got a secure income and probably has secure insurance, probably has scheduled days off, probably has scheduled vacations, before you basically sacrifice all that because along with that's probably going to be a lot of sense of well-being for your family financially, you need to seriously take all that into consideration. Don't look at being as owning a business as an entitlement that you get. It, you can keep a real estate as a side business for the rest of your life and keep your other business, which is going to provide uh, financial stability for your family. Uh, guys, listen, when you own a business, a small business, there is a very high probability that that business will fail. And there has, if you look at the reasons why people uh, file personal bankruptcy, it's usually because of the fact that they have a lot of debt that was associated with what? Starting a business. Or with what? Health insurance. How, you know, medical bills. So that's the reason that we wrote down point number one and point number two. We're keeping it real, guys. We're keeping it practical. We're not blowing sunshine up your butts. We were trying because look, we've had way too many coaching calls with way too many people who should have heard what we just said way before they got into real estate, and they'd be way better off now. So point number three, I'll read this one, Julie. Savings. Mm-hmm. Now this is a Tim and Julie rule. You guys need to seriously consider thinking about the ramifications of this. And now there's the second part of this is very you know interesting. So stay with me here. Savings. You must have saved 90 days worth of personal overhead. The savings must be from the net commissions of your closings. 90 days shows you have consistency, follow through at some level of skill. You won't just quit your job and starve. All right. So Julie and I were talking about this actually last night. And here's what we can't, we give, you know, she and I said the same thing and we try to condense it. So you have to have had 90 days worth of personal savings you know, saved. So if you need $7,000 a month or $10,000 a month or whatever, right? Multiply times three. Some of you don't know how much money you need per month. So complete your real estate treasure map. We already talked about that. So get that done. It'll help you carve out what you actually need to pay. You know, if you're sharing expenses with somebody in your household, then it's your end of the bargain as far as what you're obligated to bring into the house. You have to save. Now, follow me here. 90 days worth of savings from commissions earned from selling real estate. Not from other sources. So if you take out a personal loan, remember, Julie and I don't want you guys going into debt to start this business. We want you to actually do this from cash flow. So you know, if you're borrowing it from your spouse, if you're putting it all on a credit card, if you're doing all those things to start into real estate, that's, a, that's not a smart move. We, we want you to stay part-time until you've earned and saved 90 days worth of savings from real estate transactions. That shows that you have the discipline to save money. That shows that you have at least a, some resemblance of drive and skill set to basically sell houses. When you've accomplished those two things, then you probably are closer you know, to being able to transition from your part-time to full-time job. And going back to the original couple points, you've also created some financial stability for your family and proven not just to yourself but to them that you have the chops to make it happen. Do you guys get it? Now, in a lot of cases, it's going to mean you're going to have to work harder for longer hours than you ever have before. You know, some, and again, some of our superstars that we've interviewed have been what we would be called class, you know, classified as part-time agents. They worked maybe just on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and the rest of the day, the rest of the week, they worked at normal jobs. You know, lots of folks who are contractors who are working for, you know, just different entities, different industries who work real estate, take a dedicated day off, and then will work Saturday and Sunday. You will have to work more hours. You will have to put in more time. You are going to have to, as Julie and I are about to get to, if you have a family, you're going to have to bring them in on this, on your goal and why you're doing it. And we're going to give you an idea for that here in a second. 
But these are all the types of thoughts you need to have. If you are one of these people who basically just selfishly is going to throw your arms up in the air, and I have to be honest with you, I see this mostly from men, not from women, throw their arms up there. I'm so sick of my job. I'm going to go get a real estate license. You know, be damned to the financial security of my family, and I'm going to go basically, you know, throw it all the wall, and I'm going to prove to the world that I'm going to be able to be a successful business owner. Okay, not a good motivation to start a business. You'll probably fail. I mean, you know, Julie, let's just shoot him between the eyes because we'll save a lot of people a lot of pain and anguish from being direct with him. Next point. Yes, that's it. So keeping it real, point number four, skills. You must have your pre-listing package done, be able to present it and handle objections as well as close. You must have your formal listing presentation and buyer presentation done and polished. These are necessary tools for you to not just survive in real estate, but to thrive. I'm pretty sure that none of you are having these questions, how do I go from part-time to full-time, or how do I go from full-time to the next level, because you just want to get by. You were just getting by, if you're like many of the emails that prompted this podcast, you were just getting by in your job job, so why would you take the additional risk with real estate, if you're not going to get the skills together to really thrive, I mean, most of you are getting into this so you can have freedom on some level. In order for you to do that, you have to have, at the very minimum, pre-listing package, listing presentation, buyer presentation. That just, I mean, you can't skip those things and expect to succeed. You can't. Not for long. So it is I interesting, don't know though, how much Julie. be more direct about that. <laughs> Go ahead. It is interesting. Well, right. I mean, and by the way, the skills that you need to perfect – when you get your real estate license, and I'm going to offend a lot of people when I say this, but that's okay, are not the skills of working with buyers. Now, working with buyers is going to become a natural part of your uh, you know, real estate business, but where you need to put your best energies is on becoming a listing agent. Because if you don't, you're going to get addicted to buyers, and you're probably going to be seduced by people trying to sell you buyer leads. If you start in the business with your mind focused on taking listings, and you have inventory, you have control. The listing end of the business is really the only end of the business that's going to produce consistent, profitable results for you. And with that profit, read Harris Rules. We want you to you know, essentially become rich. Where your money works for you, you no longer work for your money. I just skipped about 30 chapters <laughs> in the book. But go and read it. You guys will understand what we're talking about. But really, at the end of the day, a lot of you guys get into real estate for three reasons. Okay, here they are. You want to have independence of your time. You know, you don't want somebody telling it that where you control your own schedule, you, and then you don't want somebody when you are working telling you what to do. So you're able to accomplish those two things. I'll show. I'll throw a third thing in there. You want to have a sense of uh, where you can basically express yourself and have it be a creative endeavor, where you can work on your logo, where you can work on your website, where you think people are going to be attracted to you just because you have some sort of little gimmicky, pretty thing on your website or things like that. You don't realize that the only way you're going to succeed in this business is through skills. That was Julie's point. And the fourth reason I'll say that most of you guys get in this business because you think you're going to have unlimited income. So here's what actually happens. You will accomplish having not having a boss. You will accomplish not having someone telling you what to do. You will accomplish because you don't have anyone telling you what to do and not having a boss. All kinds of time for you to be creative. All three of those things will happen, but you will never accomplish the fourth one, ever, ever, ever. And you will be broke, and you will fail out of the business like so many other agents do. That is a fact, guys. That's what happens to most folks. Why does that happen? It's not a complicated question, nor is it a complicated answer. It's because they do not take the time to learn the disciplines of being successful in this or, frankly, any other business. Because they do not want to hear anyone telling them 
that long-term ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Hey, wait a minute. Guys, That's the next point. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. We coined that phrase. And listen, guys, we hate it more than you. <laughs> and Julie and I thought of it. And we hate it more than you because it's true. You've got to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Just stay focused on that. Next point, Jules. Well, that is the next point. Mindset is that you have to be committed to that thought and also committed to constantly raising that bar. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it and doing it at the high level has different flavors as you become more and more successful, right? So in the beginning, that might mean, you know, you enjoy your two weeks of freedom. Oh, I'm going to sleep in because I don't, I'm sick of waking up to an alarm clock and being told where to be and when to be there. I don't have a boss anymore. Well, when that, that wears off and you realize you have to actually work to make money in this business, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it may mean simply following a schedule in the beginning. Well, even that means different things as you become one of our more grizzled veterans, and now you're managing five or six closings a month, month in and month out, that agent has a different type of doing what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at a high level. They've increased their skill, but they then have to make sure that they're continuously generating while they're managing what they've already put together. So it's not just being committed to doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. It's also being committed to chasing that bar as it gets higher and higher and as it becomes different and more complex. So come to terms with that early on, and you won't fight with it later. Point number six is more mindset. You may not go full-time just so that you can flex your creative muscle. You've covered this mostly. So that just because you want to dump your boss, you don't want to have a schedule, or, or because you feel like you're going to recreate the real estate model, your product is profit, clear and simple. So that's a mindset that is, as well. But Jules, but Jules, that is such a brutal point. It is brutal. Yes. Brutal! Because it cuts through all the bullshit. That's why. Yep. Your product is profit. So what will happen a lot of times is next spring there's going to be a crop of agents. By crop, I mean like hundreds of thousands of people are, or between, say, January and May or June typically are, are going to get into real estate. And they're going to be all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. They're going to say, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to make this my creative endeavor, and I'm going to make a gazillion dollars. I'm going to be like one of Tim and Julie's superstars at the interview. Hell, I might even get on, you know, become a Bravo, you know, million-dollar listing agent. Who knows? A lot of our, you know, guys know we coach a lot of those guys, or they're our superstars, so it could happen. But you don't have the discipline. You are not willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You are in love with the romantic notion that you're somehow magically, through tweeting, through liking, through Facebooking, through just center, centers of influence and past clienting and dropping off pretty gifts, all that stuff has merit, but is a you know way of building an actual business. Buena suerte for our Hispanic clients. That means good, you know, for the rest of you, that means good luck. Because what you're being told, what you'll be seduced by, by all these people trying to sell you gimmicky crap, is they're trying to basically seduce you into believing that you do not have to do what you don't want to do when you uh, don't want to do it. They're trying to convince you that there's easy buttons to success in real estate. And if these guys, a lot of them, weren't selling real estate bangles and bright objects and shiny, you know, this, that, and the other, get-rich-quick schemes, they'd be on, 
you know, late night television selling you some other sort of, you know, witchcraft or hocus pocus. Because that's the nature of a lot of these marketing companies is they're just trying to sell into your natural desire to be lazy and complacent, which is everyone's natural desire unless something, an, an external force forces them to take different, you know, this reason Julie and I go to Orange Theory. Look, guess what? Julie and I didn't really need to lose any weight. We didn't need to get in better shape necessarily. But we made a commitment to going four days of the week, and we go, and we hate it every second of it. We just do. We always will. Just is what it is. And if there wasn't a coach there who was telling us what to do, and what do Julie and I do? We coach for a living. So it's not like we don't know. It's all about doing what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do it at the highest level. We know what they're up to. Yeah, but it still works because we have somebody. So you guys get the point? And your product is profit. That's the brutal point. If you don't. If you don't have profit from your business, as most real estate agents have no profit, as most real estate teams have no profit, as real, and by no profit, I mean they have some profit but not enough profit to make the risk even worth it. You start these real estate teams. You have these buyer's agents. Oh, you're going to go and be seduced by you know, somebody who's going to tell you that your end game has to be to have this big team where your team works for you and you just sit around and pick land on your – and some of you are going to go, oh, my God, it's perfect. I can have all these minions working for me, and I can have all of them running around, and all I've got to do is buy them leads and – you know, give them, build up, work on my team culture and all this other stuff. And you guys, some of you will be seduced by that because no one will tell you that that business model produces virtually no profit for the person taking the risk. And the people that are trying to sell you into wasting your life energy on that are have a hidden agenda. Brokerages that try to get you to build teams, what they're really doing is they're getting you to become recruiters for them. The crappiest job in owning a brokerage is recruiting agents to join your brokerage. But if you can convince your agents to build teams, they're doing the crappy work for you because they're out there building teams, thus recruiting agents for, your bro- for their brokerage. Get it? That's what's going on. And there's other people trying to sell you, you know, team building this and team building that. And there's guys, it's not just teams nowadays, the, the current bangle. There's so many other little gimmicks out there that are all designed, all in the framework of playing into your desire to not have to be uncomfortable, playing into your desire that you don't have to overcome your fear, playing into your desire that you don't have to overcome your innate uh, you know, desire to never have to be uncomfortable, to never have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. After all, you didn't become a business owner to be told what to do. You didn't become a business owner to do to be uncomfortable. You didn't become a business owner to, you know, do what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it at the highest level. Isn't that what you think? A lot of you who are thinking about transitioning, listen to what we're telling you. We're telling you the real truth, not just what you want to hear. Jules, we don't have time for another point. Anything you want to say around the bend oh, today? Right. Uh well we'll get to the rest of the points. I think that's a lot to digest for most of them. And remember, it's not necessarily all in or all out. We've got a great premier coaching client, Tim, and she is a – what does she do? She's like a combination waitress bartender, and she gets tons of real estate leads because she's got a big personality. She knows all of her clients. She has regulars, and she talks about real estate. Now, she only does that two days a week, but it is a spoke for her that she would actually lose out on if she quit. So I'm just saying there's lots of different iterations of this. We, of course, are your biggest fans, whether you are part-time, quasi-part-time, or full-time. We know how to coach you either way. It's all about making your product profit. 
it's possible for some of our part-time agents, because they're more focused and they've got less time, to actually be more productive than the, quote, full-time agent that kind of screws around all day and is more self-unemployed than self-employed. So I guess that's what I would leave them to chew on, as well as our first six points, and we'll round out the rest. I think we may get through them tomorrow. You had a cool little rap going on there, Joey. I don't know if anyone else noticed, but he had, he had this like, right. little P rhythm going on, right? The caffeine. Profit, product. Yeah, I know. It's awesome, right? I mean, caffeine totally works. <laughs> it does. There you go. It does. All right, guys. We should be sponsored you, by you need a, Well, no. We should be sponsored by something much stronger, some caffeine company. So, yeah, guys, listen. You if drink? you guys need a sprite. Uh, yeah, well, on Amazon, I found this coffee, and I tried it out, and I didn't really think it was worth it, to be honest with you, but it's called um, Death Wish Coffee. <laughs> it was, there are, there are K-Cups. Well, well, no, it just—it tastes. Frankly, it tasted like the the uh, tastes like a strong cup of coffee uh, from uh, Starbucks. It wasn't, you know, uh, the name was more marketing, but yeah. yeah. So in any event, guys, if you need us for anything, it's Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Any show ideas you guys can see, we read and listen and take inspiration from. Oftentimes, and you know, anytime we can be of any help to you guys in any way, you have helped for us to. Uh, accomplish many of our goals and dreams and our intentions in our lives over the last 20 years of doing this and we will always have your backs and we're not just having you know we're going to tell you guys things that you don't want to hear i think on this podcast i know we're going to get some people that have been in the business forever who have basically followed a lot of primrose paths to realize that you know the truth in how to be successful was a lot simpler than they thought, and a lot of the people that were telling them to follow these other paths didn't necessarily have their best interests in mind. Guys, I hope it's our intention that you never have that feeling about us because we're always going to have your backs. If you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.